Welcome to the Inspiring Lifestyle Podcast, where we discuss all things faith, home, well-being, and entrepreneurship. I am your host, Trudy Maples, and I am so honored to have you here with me being inspired to live your very best life. I am so excited to have you on the podcast today. This is going to be so fun. Yes, I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, of course. So you guys, this is my awesome friend, Anya. She is a graduate of Liberty University with a bachelor's in psychology and a master's in professional counseling. She's so smart. I, I love having a friend like her in my life. She is a certified clinical trauma professional and belongs to the National Board of Certified Counselors. She is also a certified EMDR therapist. She has been married to the love of her life, Steve, for almost 28 years, and she has four adult children, three boys and a girl. Anya has worked in community mental health since 2017 with a special interest in treating complex PTSD. Anya has a passion to see women restored through the blending of therapy, education, mentoring, and showing them the love of Jesus Christ. She currently is the ministry director at HRC Ministries in Spokane, where she is head over their anti-trafficking education and ministries. And her passions outside of family... And Jesus are all things fitness and self-care, which I love. And I just wanted to share how I know Anya. Um, I was introduced to her by one of our mutual friends, Coral, which she will also be on the podcast at some point this summer. And it was just so fun. I remember going to Coral's birthday party and Anya was sitting across the table from me and she's just the coolest. And I was just like, I want to be her friend. So We've had some fun together, and um, I remember one of my fondest memories from this last summer was kayaking with you for the day. That was so fun. That was so fun. So fun. So relaxing. Yeah. And we were hoping to see a moose, but it just didn't happen. Nope, not that day. (laughs) But the view was still great. The view was stunning. So I just appreciate you so much taking the time to be here. I know you're so, so busy, and you have a lot going on, but we are just so honored to have you here and just go through these things so that our listeners can be encouraged and also um, be aware of things, something with this topic that they might not know. So let's talk about this. Um, Share with us your background and what drew you to this work, you know, versus working outside in your field and then with a nonprofit. Yeah. um, So what really drew me to this work, if I'm being totally transparent, has to be the Lord. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know that I woke up one day and was like, I want to work in the anti-trafficking field. Uh, That sounds super glorious. Um, So I was in community mental health. Um, I was working as a counselor and enjoyed my job. Um, in doing that. And the Lord just really led me um, to connect with some people who were working in this field. And so I connected with them, and it was a couple of year journey of conversation as they were raising money to launch a long-term program. And the timing worked out so perfect in 2020. And I was able to make the transition over to running their anti-trafficking program. I love it. That is so cool. It definitely is a calling on your life and you're so good at it. And I know at times it can be, you know, hard like any job, but also so rewarding. So before we talk about the journey of helping these women, I just want you to share with our listeners what anti-trafficking can look like out maybe in the general public. If someone saw something or heard about something in this area, you know, what, what would they do? You know, sometimes when you go in the bathroom stalls at 
the airport, you Mm -hmm. see signs about this and things like that. It is a real issue in our day and time. So just share with us to our listeners what steps they would take if they noticed that. Yeah. If you were to feel like something's off, I always tell people, if you get a gut check, you know, there is no harm in just saying something to somebody. Um, If you're in an airport, finding security, finding, you know, TSA, just making a comment um, to someone and and letting them know, hey, something just seems off here. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's there's really no harm in that. If you're wrong, they'll it'll prove out that you're wrong and mm-hmm. it's not a big deal. But if you're right, you could save a life. Mm-hmm. So um one thing if you're local and you're where in your hometown and you're not traveling, um, know your local crime check. Um, phone number. So you can always give a call to crime check and just say, Hey, something seems off, or this is what I saw. Um, can you go check this out and just make sure everything's okay? And then the second thing you can do is always call the national human trafficking hotline. Um, they have two numbers for that. You can text, uh, two, three, three, seven, three, three, or you can also call eight, 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 three, seven, three, seven, eight, eight, eight. And you can um, give tips there. Also, a lot of cities, I know like in Spokane, we have an FBI tip line um, that we can call as well. So you can always look for your local city to see what their tip line is. I love those um, tips and ideas and phone numbers. We'll also put those in the show notes. um, So you can look below this to get that information she just shared. Okay, so describe um, a typical journey, helping these women to choose a different path and what that looks like in your day-to-day job. Yeah. So each each client's or resident's uh, survivor's journey looks different, um, but I can definitely speak to generalities of what we deal with. Um, most of them obviously are coming out of extreme situations of trauma. Um, we're talking, you know, the trauma that is being raped mm-hmm. 15, 20 times a day. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we talk about complex PTSD, we're talking very complex. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just one aspect of the trauma that they're dealing with. So they usually or oftentimes have um, substance use as well, because in the midst of that, whether it's being used as a method of control uh, by their trafficker or whether it's um, just a method of numbing to survive mm-hmm. the situation, they are oftentimes uh, using regularly and a lot of substances and your hardcore substances, um, not just alcohol or marijuana, but meth and heroin, uh, cocaine, those ki- types of things. Mm-hmm. So the first point of contact is always screening for that substance use. And we... Um, We support them in that, but that is not our specialty. Our specialty is trauma. Mm -hmm. And so we always want to get them, if it's in need, uh, into a 30-day inpatient substance use program prior Mm -hmm. to them coming in. So that is usually the first stop in their journey is getting them there. Um, And so they go through that. That helps us also see how serious they are about their healing, um, whether or not they're ready, because you know sometimes people can think that they're ready and feel like they're ready, but then it doesn't always play out. Mm-hmm. Um, so when they make it through the 30 days of substance use treatment, then they come into our program and our facility, um, which is made up of three phases. Our first phase is six months. Mm-hmm. We focus on just emotional safety and security. The second phase is three months, and we 
really start to focus on preparing for reintegration into society, what that's going to look like, as well as just finding their identity in Christ. We are a Christian faith-based program. Um, Jesus is a part of everything that we do from day one to, you know, even aftercare. Um, so we really focus in that second phase about having them find who their identity is in Christ. Cause without that, you have to have that, that anchor, mm-hmm. um, if you're going to continue in your healing journey and really have that life changing, transforming experience, Amen. um, only God can do that. Amen. There's nothing that I can do. There's nothing that a program can do that's going to bring the healing that Jesus Christ can bring. Amen. So um, that's a really big focus for us in phase two, as well as like employment readiness, doing, um, we connect them in an internship. And then phase three is the exciting part where they start working and they're really getting their independence and they start getting their feet wet and, you know, getting back into society. And then we work on um, a game plan for them to exit the program and become independent. I love that. I love so much what you said about Jesus because he is our everything. He's our yeah. rock to get through everything in in our lives honestly, more yeah. than any self-help books, more than anything that we could ever go to or be a part of. It's him being our rock and I love that you said that cuz it's so true. And I also love that these girls have this redemption story, mm-hmm. um most of them, you know, because they choose to you know, have that be a part of their life. And it makes me think about Redeeming Love by Francine Rivers and that movie. And, you know, that it is, that is, that is God's heart for them to be redeemed. And he wants to redeem them just like he wants to redeem all of us. So yeah. But just like in that that. movie, she had to choose that. She did. She had to really wrestle through what that looked like and Mm -hmm. the pull and the back and the forth. Mm -hmm. But ultimately she had to make the choice. Mm -hmm that she wanted the redemption. She wanted her life to be changed. And sometimes that's what we we come up against is that choice. Well, and I love that's a segue right into our next question because, you know, um, what are some of the hard things about this ministry job? You know, I know that you and I have talked about that at, at times and it's something that is hard. So share with us some of those things about it. Yeah, I think um, one of the hardest things is loving people where they're at, mm-hmm. um, not working harder than they are willing to work for themselves. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes, I don't know if you know Enneagrams, but I am an Enneagram 8, so um, I will definitely fight for people, but my desire even more so is to teach someone to fight for themselves. Mm-hmm. It's one of my just core motivators. And so which makes that great for this job, but also I have to sit back and go, okay, I need them to fight for themselves. I can't do that. Mm-hmm. I can't walk out their healing for them. I ultimately, you know, I can't make them dependent on a program or dependent on me. Again, we've got to point them to Jesus. He's the one that doesn't change. Um, he is the constant. And so that's where it's like that hard space of I can't. I have to stay at the pace that they're going and that they're willing to go. And sometimes people want to sit. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're not ready to get up and move. They're not ready to get up and grow. And I think that's the hard because I can see the potential in them. I can see what their life can be on the other side. And I try, and I'll say often to my residents, just borrow my faith mm-hmm. for a minute. Mm-hmm. Just borrow my hope for a minute. Can you see this? Can you get a picture and a glimpse of what this could look like, of what you're capable of? Because they've spent years 
upwards sometimes, you know, of 15 years, mm-hmm. if not a lifetime of people telling them the total opposite mm-hmm. of telling them that there is no hope, that they're worthless, that they have no value, that their only value is found in their bodies and what, you know, mm-hmm. other people taking advantage of that. Mm-hmm. And so I think the hard part is just allowing them to set that pace. Um, and then knowing that sometimes, you know, and having to walk with them that they're not ready and they do choose to go back and mm-hmm. they do choose to leave. And, you know, you have relationship and connection with these women. And then you have to sit back and you have to watch them face the consequences of their choices at mm-hmm. times. And allowing someone to do that because I love them mm-hmm. is really hard. Really hard. Yeah. And we can apply that to any business, any relationship. I mean, you can apply what you just said to a lot because mm-hmm. whether it's sex trafficking or a bad relationship or a business or whatever, you could apply exactly what you just said when you're trying to lead and serve people. So yeah. good. Yeah. So what are your, some of your joys about some, this job? Yes. I know you have many of those. I do. Um, relationship. I am hugely relational. I love people. Um, I love being around people. Um, my my love language is quality time. So like I love spending time Mine with people <laughs> all the time. Um, it just fills me up. I'm a huge extrovert. So I don't even know that I have any bit of introvert in me at all. Um, and so the relationship that I get to build with these ladies is one of my favorite things, like the joys. Um, we came out a couple of weeks ago and we did the Eagle Cruise. Um, we get to travel to Oregon Coast and we get to go camping. And like those are the things that I absolutely love is showing them how life should be lived, that life can be joyful and fun um, without substances, right? We don't need to drink and we don't need to use to have mm-hmm. fun um, or even what fun is, mm-hmm. that we can have it, that fun is actually, um, you're capable of doing that after experiencing all the trauma that they have. So relationship is really huge, uh, as well as just watching the wins, watching those moments um, where I get to speak life mm-hmm. and I see it hit. Like I see it like the emotion will well up in them, Um and I'm getting emotional, the emotion will well up in them when you begin to speak counter to what they've heard for so many years um, and see that response because it's hard for them to believe and no one has spoken those words over them before. Mm -hmm. So being able to be in a a place in their life and um, be blessed enough and honored enough that God's trusted me to see them how God sees them Mm -hmm. um, and to speak to their original design, to speak to how God created them um, to be, and to be able to draw that out of them, um, and then see them walk in that, mm-hmm. see them become independent, see them challenge the fears that they had. You know, we had one that uh, we graduated our first resident actually yesterday mm-hmm. from the program because um, we're a fairly new ministry in this program. We've been open two years, and it's an eighteen-month program. So we graduated our first resident yesterday, and. You know, six months ago, seven months ago, eight months ago, she was sitting in my office like, I can't do this. I can't work full time. I can't, there's there's no way. I, I can't do it. You know, and she just graduated working full time, holding a steady job for the last six months in her own apartment, you know, and doing well. Um, you know, yes, there's still 
battles, right? Like sure. healing doesn't come in a second, in a moment, or even in 18 months. Like mm-hmm. we still have a journey. It's a lifetime journey for mm-hmm. all of us. But those things that she was like, I can't do this. And I'm watching her do those things. I'm watching her live those things that like just a few months ago was like, nope. And mm-hmm. that that's the joy is being able to see that. I love that. And be part of such a life transformation is huge. Yes. Yeah. It's an honor. Like I feel really blessed um, that God chose me to be able to do that with them. Absolutely. Um, What have you learned about leadership in this role? Because I know that, you know, in any role like this, I mean, you're the director of this ministry, of this job, and it's a big responsibility. And I know that leadership has really great things and some challenges. So what are some things that you've learned about leadership in this role? Such a great question. Um, It's not for the faint at heart. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) (laughs) I have learned that. Um, You know, if you are asking to be a leader, I would just say like, do your homework first and know what you're asking for. Um, I love my job. I love my role, but it has brought challenges that I would have never in a hundred years imagined over the last, um, you know, two and a half years. But as my pastor says, and uh, she reminded me of this, you know, about a week ago, you need thick skin and a soft heart. Mm -hmm. Um, And that really just in one sentence about sums up leadership. You need thick skin and a soft heart. And that is a hard balance to maintain um, when working with people Mm -hmm. and especially broken people who are in the midst of their own healing process. Um, It's important to have strong boundaries. Mm -hmm. I think it's a balance of having strong boundaries and walking in love, which again is like this feels at times like a dichotomy of... (laughs) trying to walk a, you know, a tightrope between the two, extending grace and yet being okay with really hard conversations and being even to the point where you have to get comfortable having them Mm -hmm. Um, because leadership is full of hard conversations. So learning to have hard conversations, not from a place of um, being defensive, but from a place of love and grace and understanding, but also we still need to talk about this. Mm -hmm. We still need to address this. Um, And I think what's really something that God showed me earlier in 2022 was knowing and believing that in every decision that I make and every, or at least, you know, the goal in every decision that I make, I can't say I'm a hundred percent, but is knowing that I'm making that choice and that decision knowing that I can stand before God and be okay and say and own it and be like, yes, I know that that decision was pleasing to you, Lord, and I can stand before you. And it's not about standing before man and getting man's approval for my decision or getting man's approval for the way that I handled that. Um, Because people have a lot of opinions. Mm -hmm. And if I'm chasing people's opinions of me, that's an ever-changing target. Mm -hmm. It's That's always so moving. It's always changing. Someone could wake up tomorrow and you know, think completely differently of me than they did today, mm-hmm. right? And I have no control over that. But God's thoughts for me are constant. His word is constant. His you know, ways of living life and walking in integrity and walking in character are constant. So I just try in the most, you know, in my ability to be able to go, okay, if I look at this decision— is it honoring of the Lord? Mm -hmm. Can I stand before Him and go, God, I made this choice and this is what I did and I truly believe that I walked in love and it was the best decision I could make. 
I love that. You just summed up leadership so well. And I love that so much. What are you looking so most forward to in your role here in 2023? Super excited um, because we are launching at HRC Ministries um, in the Spokane Coeur d'Alene area, education training for the public. So um, we have two things that are really big happening this year. That one is launching first at the end of January. We're hosting our first education class series for the public, Human Trafficking 101. Um, And I'm really excited. I love teaching love teaching. It is like a heart of mine. It's a passion of mine. And I love educating. So when I get to educate to bring prevention, right? I love being the one that's a part of the healing. But man, if I can stop somebody from ever going through this, if I can train parents on how they can step in and stop their kids from being groomed online, Mm. if I can show them the red flags of what that looks like, because that is the the one that is um, increasing the most right now in grooming by traffickers. Uh, It used to be the, what we call the Romeo um, pimp or trafficker. And that was the boyfriend but we're starting to see so much with 2020, all kids went online mm-hmm. through school. Right. So now, you know, they work smarter, not harder, just like everybody else wants to. Mm-hmm. So now they are looking and grooming more online through TikTok and Instagram and Facebook, and it exponentially increased how many were being um, approached and groomed online in 2020. Wow. So really educating parents on what they can do, um, educating teens on what to look for, what that looks like. So super excited about that. As you can tell, it's a passion of mine. Yes, um, so I excited. I want to bring the prevention piece. So very excited. As well as we're launching an advocacy center. So um, our advocacy center is going to help those that need help right now. Um, so even if they're in the midst of being in the life and they're not ready to leave and they need, um, you know, They need to be able to just have a space to feel safe and get some water and a meal, um, things like that. Like we'll be able to provide that. We'll be able to provide them uh, access to resources. If they need a bus pass out of town, connect them to resources to be able to do that or get out of the area, connect them to a program that's out of the area um, or connect them with law enforcement if that's what their heart's desire is. Uh So whatever resources that they're needing um, to be met in that moment, Um, we are going to be available and open to be working with them one-on-one and really helping to start um, working in in our community with those that are actively being trafficked in the Spokane and Coeur d'Alene areas. So I'm super excited about that. That is going to be amazing, Anya. I'm so excited. That is really, really cool. And Nathan and I have loved being a part of HRC Ministries and just excited about the future and all those things. That's really, really cool. I was, I got big plans. Yeah, you do. And I'm excited about that. Well, as we wrap up, let's talk about your health because you know, you are in a job that is stressful, Mm -hmm. that requires a lot of you. And I know health is really, really important to you. So share with us why your health journey is so important to you. Well, okay. In a nutshell, um, I'm like, how can I make this super brief? Um, went through a time about 10 years ago where my, uh, due to my own personal traumas, stress, chronic stress in my life that had been going on for about 10 years, um, due to a child having a chronic illness, my body began to manifest that stress, um, very loudly. And so, um, I was in a great deal of pain, like to the point of not being able to get off the couch and walk 
was diagnosed with fibromyalgia and was given meds that were absolutely terrible. I hated Mm. them. They had more side effects than having the fibro. And so I was like, I'm not doing this. Really sought the Lord. And he began uh, to take me on a journey, which is still in process, Mm -hmm. um, of getting healthy. So, I mean, it started with the simple things of like getting rid of aspartame and stopping sodas and diet sodas and things like that. And uh, just evolved over 10 years to where it is now. Um, And now I'm super passionate about fitness, about health, about self-care. Like you said, my job is very stressful. Um, I, you know, do what I preach um, every day. You know, I am in therapy. I work out five days a week, six days a week. I eat well. I make sure I'm getting eight hours of sleep every night. I drink my 96 plus ounces of water every day you know, have solid protein intake, like I preach what I teach Mm -hmm. um, because it's vital and it's important and happy to say that like most days I don't, my fibro doesn't stop me at all. Um, Doctors and physical therapists now say that I've got a a really mild case of that because Mm -hmm. I didn't let it define me and took things into what I could adjust in my own life. I love that. And you just look radiant, your hair, your skin, everything. And I know it's been really fun to have you partner with us and some of the things that we're doing. And I, and, and that's part of your journey as well. And I'm just excited for people to follow you on social media. They can reach out to you about any of those things. Um, I know that you are loving a lot of those things and um, you can share with them there. Where can our listeners find you on social media and connect with you um, regarding your health and wellness, as well as the ministry, if they want to donate to that nonprofit? Yeah. So personally, you can find me on Instagram at empowering health and wellness. Um, And then ministry-wise, you can follow HRC Ministries on Facebook or on Instagram, as well as go to hrcministries.com and you can donate there. Awesome. Well, we will have all of this in the show notes. I am just so honored that you took the time to be here with us today. I feel like we could have you on again at some point and talk about your daughter and all you went through with that. I know you could reach and bless a lot of parents because you and Steve went through that and handled that well. And she's so beautiful. I just love Faith. And so excited that you were here today. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, subscribe and share it. Also, follow Inspiring Lifestyle Podcast on Instagram. And remember, always be inspired to live your very best life.